Okay. Welcome back to the grinder, folks. We are about to step into the grindhouse with someone we have had on here before. Uh, her name is Danielle Grant. And you know what I just realized? I forgot to introduce the man of the hour, James the Slim Jim Chapman. Slim Jim Chapman. Yeah, that's that's fitting. I like that. How hey Danielle, how you been? I'm a good, good. How about you guys? Awesome. I was thinking back before we did this podcast, Addison, and Danielle was the first like non-local uh, guest we had on the podcast. Before that, it was just people we knew in the community um, and like, you know, friends that we respect and admire, of course. But Danielle was the first guest. So thank you, Danielle, because since then, we've just, we've exploded with all these guests. And like you're you're the you're the linchpin that that did that for us. So amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on for the first time. You guys really have blown up your podcast, which is why I'm excited to be back on this podcast. Yes, it's um it's definitely taken a larger direction than where I uh, first initially planned. And even when James and I got together, it um. You know, we just had like a small idea of where it was going to go, what we kind of planned on, and now it's kind of taken on its own legs, as they say. Yeah, I'm trying, I'd like to go back and just uh, remind everybody, I'm looking really quick, um, what what episode Danielle was on, because I think everybody, I'll have that here in just a minute, everybody should go back, listen to that podcast. Um and um, and really hear her message where it was at last time, uh, you know, in, in conjunction with this one. I think it would be really good for folks. So, yeah, just like your guys's podcast, you know, my personal journey has grown a lot since that podcast interview as well. So definitely, they'll be able to see a difference between that podcast and this podcast. Absolutely. I mean, you know, before we started here, I mean, I was just telling Danielle like you want to see a good example of like stepping the fuck up on social media, really trying to pump content, even maybe the day you don't feel it like really it's inspiration, Daniel. I mean, you do awesome jobs. Um, and it's like, you're constantly, every time I turn around, you're trying to put out a good piece of something that is helping people It's so focused on helping the people around you. It really is. It's, it's inspiring. So Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much because, you know, to anyone who's listening to this, it's, it requires some work, but it just goes to show that when you put in the work, it, it honestly pays off. Absolutely. So, so tell us some of the, what's some of the things that have been going on since the last time we spoke? Oh, so much, you guys, so much. Honestly, I mean, just like I was maybe one of your first guests, this, you guys were one of my first podcast um, interviews and that really launched me into being on other people's inner uh, podcasts as a guest, but also I was able to launch my podcast, which has been amazing really for me because I'm able to find more people outside of the social networks. And it has just really expanded my audience and my reach. And to me, that matters so much because that's where I make my impact. But it really came from me listening to my audience, seeing what people liked, what they didn't like, and then finding a way to deliver it to them in the best possible way. And, and really for me, that was my podcast or my Facebook community. Very cool. Very cool. And, and take us back really quick. Where did you, I don't want to mess up. I'd like for you to tell the story, but before you went on this journey, 
uh, if I remember correctly, stop me. I mean, you were, you were in a job, you were not enjoying it, weren't liking it. We're like, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to make a change. Kind of give, give some, give our guests a little bit. I mean, our listeners a little bit of a snippet back to the, to the beginning. Yeah. So I worked in the corporate world for 10 years. Um, and I really thought that that was the direction I wanted to take my life. Everyone, you know, that's how you become successful. And then after 10 years, I was let go from my job and they said, this isn't going to work out. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I left that day and I just said, you know what, here's my chance to become an entrepreneur. And I had no idea what this business was going to look like, but I just knew I wanted to become my own boss. And it launched me into where I am today. And it's been, it's been two years of that journey. Actually, last week was the, the two-year anniversary. And I've completely transformed my life. I own the business that I have. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy every day I get up. I'm, I'm happy to be working the job that I have now. So it's been a really a beautiful journey for me. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and that sounds like you started off and instead of thinking and looking at it negatively, you looked at it positively. And that goes back in to what you are the master of, and that is mindset. You are the mentor of mindset. So, you know, start me off, tell me a little bit about like when you work with clients or how you're helping, um, what's one of the things, like how do you kind of do your initial analysis? I would say do it on me, but that would probably be a horrible <laughs> idea. I'm all kinds of fucked up. But, you know, start, I mean, like how, how do you assess that? Like where, where do you start at? I just start listening to people. I start listening to them talk to me about their life. And through listening to them speak, I can hear how they're creating sentences and thoughts that are limiting them or are creating doubt in what they're trying to achieve. And I really just listen, like, tell me what your five-year goals are, your three-year goals are. And by listening to them, I can hear how they're holding themselves back in their own mind. Um, Obviously, due to me honing that as my skill, but it really starts with just listening to what people are saying. And I think that's something that a lot of people undervalue. You know, whatever industry you're in is listen to the person you're trying to serve and see what you can retain from that instead of coming in with some underlying motive right away being it, you know, I need them to be a customer. Why why do they want to hire you? Why do they want to work with you? What what is their problem? Listening to them is the really is all that I do. So, I mean, how, and with that, I mean, in most of the people you're working with, I mean, is it just all mindset? I mean, is it all just having me, you know, if I'm hitting an issue or having a problem, is it me just having the wrong outlook? Yeah. Everything in life is dictated by a pattern and a feedback loop in your mind. And it's a story that you're either believing to be true or false about yourself. Everything that you do in your life is just a pattern that you're believing to be true. So that's just, so it's, it's a prior, would you say that's just a prior history of what I've always thought to be true. So it's still true today and it's the way I'm going to live for the future. Yep, absolutely. Because that's, you know, you go back to patterns, you get up, you get in the shower, you get ready. It's the same thing every day. It's the same with your thoughts, whatever you've been believing to be true for so long, you just continue to live out that pattern and that belief until you question it. As soon as you question it, you disrupt the pattern and it offers the ability to change it. But that's where not a lot of, you know, it's self-awareness in its purest form. And a lot of people don't know how to deploy it or they're unaware that they should be deploying it. You know, though, in the, with you saying that, it makes me think, I, I'm sure you both have felt this, but like, that like, it, that like rocks your world when a situation like that. And you question that normal thought you've always had. Like, wait a minute, maybe that's not normal. Or maybe that's not the way it's supposed to be, but you don't know the answer, and it it makes you feel like you've kind of like lost your identity. Yes, I mean, I mean, is that yes, is that normal? 
Yeah, I just heard that was the, I just did a live stream in the Mind Tribe community today and it was called, Are You Waking Up to Your Ego Mind? And that was the epitome of it. Are you waking up to the limiting belief and the limiting stories you've been telling yourself? And do you feel crazy because you're like, why have I been believing this to be true? Like, this is crazy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it ever happens to Addison. I mean, I think Addison wakes up every morning and tells himself he's a bad motherfucker. For sure he does. Yeah, I I struggle with that, dude. (laughs) For sure he does. Yeah. You know, I, I try to do the best that I can. I wake up and, um, you know, I just like to say thank you. I thank you. Like say thank you. And then I ask myself, who's the baddest of them all? <laughs> and then it, the answer always comes out to be Addison Corbin. <laughs> uh, no, but, I, I really, I distinctly remember, uh, I don't know, it was probably like four or five years and it really sunk in that I was going to die one day. Like it really sunk in. Like I realized that, you know, this is a limited time and man, it, but it went like, I mean, you know, everybody knows like, okay, you're going to die one day, right? Everybody dies, but it's something about it was like so real. Like, I, I mean, it was like every moment I realized, like, I wasn't like scared of dying. I just realized I was going to die. I was like, holy shit. And I couldn't, my mind could not process it. I, I just couldn't get past it. And like I said, I wasn't scared. But I just, I, I'm just, I'm like a really analytical person and stuff. So when something comes up, it's just like, it's either black or white or this or that. And I move on and I could not get my head around it. And it was fucking with me for like two, three weeks. Um, and then I pulled up, no joke, like literally every day I was waking up thinking about it. But it was, it was more along the sense, I don't know, I'm probably talking in circles now, but I was I was just stuck on the idea and like, like it was a problem, but I couldn't figure a solution. Like, you know, what to focus on every day for like two, three weeks, waking up every day. It was on my mind. It would stay on my mind. I pulled in at my office and there was a tractor trailer. No joke. Hear me out. There was a tractor trailer with um, like the cemetery vaults on it, sitting in front of my office. You know what I'm talking about? Like the vaults they put the casket in. Yeah. It total transparency here. I pulled up and I like it freaked me out so bad because it was like it was a sign. I literally like sat in my car and cried. I did. <laughs> I was so freaked out. I was like, what in the hell? And then after that, it was gone. I moved on. I was like, all right, fuck this. I can't worry about it. Like, go live your best life. Go do exactly what you can do. But that is one spot in my mind that was like, I mean, one place in time that was like a total mind fuck for me like I wasn't even the same person for that three weeks because it's like it just everything it seemed like I knew changed and I could not get around it and then at that point like that was like the breaking point and then it was like a reset for me and I was good and I got back at it and actually I went back at it even harder I was happier I was I was more grateful just everything but man it took me like three weeks to find my North star after that. And uh, I don't know if that plays into this, but like when you talk about that, I think of that situation several years ago. James, I want to, I want to tie into that. I do remember um, you going through that little, that little phase. I remember us having conversations and, you know, we've talked on the phone a few times and it it kept coming up. And then you told me that story and and then, you know, you didn't tell me you cried. You did not tell I me you cried. Did. I did. And now that I know that you cried, 
you know, I, it's the I, truth, man. It, it <laughs> freaked me out. Like I was like, this is just like, I was like, I like cried like out of frustration, like a child. I mean, I was like, this is just fucked up. I can't, what is <laughs> Like I am being fucked with right now. That's the way I felt, Danielle. I mean, it was it was insane. But you know, ever since then, like that's still with me that memory. But like I don't stress about that at all now. It's just like I had to come to terms with it, and then move on and realize like, wow, this is even more precious. This is even more of an opportunity. It even needs to be more sacred to me because it is limited. And you know it was it was important i wish i'm glad it that it did happen i will i will say this though uh with with that feeling and and knowing the you know there's always going to be an end to a story right um i think for me that allows me to like if i'm going to touch somebody i'm going to actually touch them um it's not just you know when you actually pick up a cup you're actually picking up the cup. You're actually being conscious in that effort. Um, you know, whether it's, it's hugging your mom, hugging someone, actually hugging them and being conscious in that effort of this is a hug. This is not just a communication. This is not just something simple. This is actually you touching another human being and actually being present in, in, in whatever you're doing. If it's, if it's picking up a cup, if it's giving a hug, if it's, you know, you know, being a shoulder to cry on, whatever it is, actually being present in that moment, that helps me kind of understand that, you know, whether I die in an hour or 10 minutes or before this podcast end, which would be very unfortunate for you guys. Um, <laughs> It'd be really good content. It would, <laughs> it would be, be awesome content. <laughs> but it, 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 changes, it changes how your brain actually focuses on things. So, Instead of, instead of maybe reading something on a cell phone, maybe I'm going to read my book and actually be 100% focused on that book. And it goes back to what Sal touched on uh, in one of the, the podcasts that we just had was be 100% in what you're doing. And if you die tomorrow, dude, it, honestly, it doesn't matter because you gave everything you had in the moments that you had. Yeah. yeah. I like that uh, what you guys just talked about because this is going to actually make for a really good podcast because of that. But the first thing I'll say is there's a really good book that everyone should read that I read when I was 19 and it was called 30 Days to Live. And it really comes from this mindset that, you know, if you only had 30 days to live, how would you live your life? And it really sets you up for this pre-frame of like, I need to be present every day because if I actually only had 30 days to live, every day for those 30 days would be drastically different than how you're currently living. And it comes down to being present, right? So really good book for uh, your audience to listen to listen to or, or read. But you know, as a mindset person, let me kind of show you guys a different perspective on both what you talked about. So James, you had this epiphany, not epiphany, it came from your conscious mind saying, hey, my life is limited. And I need to be stepping up a little bit more. If you didn't have that original thought, you would have never challenged that place of like, okay, there is a time limit here. I need to do better and be better every day. But mm. the way that it works, and this is what scares people, is it has to deliver in some sort of an experience. And that's what you experienced was on for th th two or three weeks, you were thinking about death and you, that you couldn't get it off your mind. And then all of a sudden you attracted an experience that offered you the epiphany moment of like, holy shit, there is a timeline. There is an end, end game. I'm going to step it up now. 
it's those experiences in life that people are so afraid to go into, or they're confused why they're happening that they don't realize it's the launch pad for them to go to that next place they're trying to get to. They shut themselves out of it to begin with. Like, Oh no, I, I can't explore this as, as an, a thing. Like it's not happening by an accident. It's happening because your being is asking you to explore this fear that you subconsciously have. Yeah. Right. And you crying yeah. is literally you having that epiphany moment of like, Oh my God, this is limited. I'm going to give it more than what I have. And you, you broke down emotionally, which is so healthy. And people are like, I can't cry. No, you you actually are supposed to cry. And it's a form of releasing energy and fears. And the more that you do cry, the health, the healthier and better it is for yourself. That's, that's interesting. I guess that what's that uh, reticulating the reticulate. I can't remember the term, but the part of your brain where like, you know, if you're thinking about a, red BMW, you're going to see red BMWs all the time. That's the law of attraction and in its finest form, right? You kept thinking about death and death and death, but you were thinking about it not because you were thinking about it. You were thinking about it because it was a subconscious fear you had that you didn't acknowledge and you were trying to take your life to the next place. But in order for you to get there, you had to get into this fear that you didn't even know you had. And it showed up in this first moment of questioning it. And because you kept thinking about it, the universal law of attraction brought it back to you so that you could fulfill that experience and actually move to the next place. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty amazing. It's unreal. But then okay, to your, I have a hard time fathoming know, it. Compre- yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just hard to comprehend, but yeah, that's how it is though. And this is all it is. This is what life is about is just having experiences that challenge your belief system and, and your ego thought, your limiting beliefs that once you challenge them and you work through them, you get to that next place you're trying to get to in life. And that's all that it is in life. It's just a cycle of these experiences and going through and challenging your lack beliefs and being willing to change what your perception of them is. Right. Yeah. And then to, to, to Addison, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's all about being present. Like James was able to have that emotional moment because he was present. He wasn't, he was like, Oh, this is happening right in front of me right now. I'm being present. I'm experiencing this just like you, you know, I'm experiencing that hug. I'm experiencing that emotional connection. Yeah, because you're being present. So when you go through the experience and you be present from it, you get the transformation out of it, which is what everyone at the end of the day is actually trying to get to. Yep. And I, I, you know, I've noticed that, you know, in conversations in like you get more out of things just by, by doing, you know, just actually bringing your brain to focus on something. And I think in, in the world that we live in, it's so easy. We get inundated with, Uh, so many things at once. And, you know, this actually goes back to another podcast that we had with uh, Joe McCormick. You know, he said the the communication that we have on a constant basis is we are constantly interrupted. So how do you, how do you actually focus on one thing when everything's coming at you so, so quickly and, and, and just, there's just so much blah all the time. And so I, I guess, you know, being able to focus and it, I have to work on that on a constant basis is like, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this one thing. And it's hard for my brain to just say, look, look, this is it. We are doing this and we're not doing a million other things just to do them. And so, you know, applying that, that, that consciousness of what I'm doing allows me to stay focused a lot, a lot uh, longer, I guess you would say. Yeah. And I mean, in that case, in that experience, you know, there's the underlying thing that no one talks about, which one is meditation allows you to become the most present because you're closing your eyes. Therefore you're canceling out the visual aspect of your reality. 
And the second part is journaling. You know, you're talking about making a conscious effort. When you make a conscious effort in your mind, that's one level of it. But when you really want to make a transformation and create a new pattern about focusing on one thing, you have to do more than just think about it on a conscious level. So writing down what is the one thing you're going to focus on and only look at that one thing when you're focusing on it allows your mind to recognize, I'm only going to focus on this one thing. But if you don't even take the time to write down the one thing you want to focus on and only allow your mind, your eyes visually to see it, it wanders to every other place it normally wants to go to. So there's so many things we can be doing in our life that allow us to actually focus on the one thing but all of us just think, think about it. It's, it's all in our head and it doesn't serve us in our head. When we can deliver it on a paper or close our eyes and remove the, that visual aspect and, and envision us focusing on that one thing, we create a new pattern, right? We, we, we allow ourselves to create that pattern that allows us to focus on one thing rather than what we're, we're programmed to, which is outside noises everywhere and lights flashing everywhere. That, that is our default programming. So you yeah. literally have to rewrite your one thing program. The end goal is to be able to get to that place. But to, when you're starting out meditation, the point of it is actually to allow the experiences that you've been suppressing to come up into your mind in a place where you don't have anything outside externally distracting you, which is why your eyes are closed. So you actually want to encourage those thoughts to come up because the thoughts that are running through your mind when you close your eyes and you think they shouldn't be there are the thoughts that you're suppressing. So you welcome them. You know, you oh. close your eyes. Yeah, it's different, right? You never thought about it like that before. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. So you, 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 yeah. this is why people say like meditation's hard. It's actually not hard. It's your perception of what meditation is, is what's faulty. That's right. right. So you close your eyes and all of a sudden you have a laundry list of everything that's going on. You got the grocery list. You got that conversation. You had all of the stuff coming up. You welcome those thoughts back up and you, you say like, okay, what's that thought I'm having right now? Oh, that's what it is. Okay. And this is the, 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 what you need to be saying. I, I see you, I feel you, and I release you. Just by you thinking that when that thought comes up, you actually release it out rather than saying, stop thinking, stop thinking, stop thinking, suppress, suppress, suppress. You go to meditate again, guess what's going to happen? That same thought's going to come back up because you're trying to say no, 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 versus saying, come, welcome, hello. That's exactly what I do. And I go, this isn't working because I can't stop thinking about stuff in my mind. She just be free right now. Yeah. I guess the, actually the thought and letting it work through is the freeing part, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) But so that's, you know, and, and once you can make that shift, you start to see how much faster you can clear. And actually then in a short time period, you actually do get to a place where you can close your eyes and you have a, a, you know, a 30 second gap where there's no thought where you didn't have that before. And that's how, that is the point of meditation. That's the end result of it. But like anything, learning it new, there has to be things that have to shift and move. So it's the perception of what meditation is, is what is holding people back from actually releasing the thoughts that they're trying to release, which is the point of meditation. That's a good point. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And you know what? I learned that I, I was the same way as everyone else. And I learned that when I started studying with Buddhist monks. And I was like, my thoughts aren't like quiet. And he was like, they're not supposed to be like, stop suppressing them. I'm like, what are you talking about? And that's how I learned that I was doing it wrong as well. Just keeping it capped. You can't go anywhere if you don't get rid of it. Makes exactly. Sense. So uh, I've, I've been working on journaling and it's been the hardest thing for me. Like meditation, I understand it. Well, you know, I understand it to my, my small world of it. Right. So being able to close my eyes actually Think about a think about a subject, but being able to actually, when a thought comes up, 
analyzing what that thought is, letting it go through the, you know, nine other thoughts that go into it and then popping up another thing and then going into that one. Um, and that's something that I've been able to kind of play around with. But when it comes to journaling and actually like writing down, I have the hardest time of figuring out what I actually have to write down. What, like, what does that look like? What, you know, what am I journaling exactly? Right. Yeah. So here's again, like same thing. And, and back to kind of what James was saying earlier in the podcast is, you know, what it is is people waking up to the beliefs and the stories that they're telling themselves. So basically everything is a perception, just like I talked about meditation, your perception of meditation is not correct. Right. It's the same as journaling. Journaling is nothing more than a conversation with yourself. So when people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to be meditate or what I'm supposed to be journaling. Well, you're supposed to be journaling out like, so you're having a crappy day. You're not able to close clients. You're not able to get into your meditation practice. Ask yourself that question. Why am I struggling? Where can I be better today? All journaling is, is offering yourself a conversation with yourself. People talk about gratitude journals. What are you doing? You're just having a conversation with yourself, telling yourself what you're grateful for, right? But there's all kinds. I mean, there's, there's intentful meditation or journaling and meditation. There's intentful meditation and journaling. You can have journaling can be as simple as every day, right? Two things that went great today. What are you doing? You're having a conversation with yourself, reminding yourself what went great today. If you want to be intentful about moving through a childhood trauma that you're experiencing, you're going to write down journal prompts that pull out answers of who hurt me? What did it feel like? What do I wish happened instead? Right? So there's all different types of journaling, but this is where people get hung up is you have to understand what your purpose of it is. Like, are you trying to have a conversation to, so that you can be honest with yourself and see where you're holding yourself back? Do you need to provide more gratitude in your life? Are you trying to get into a scary place? And, and this is the, the idea with journaling is like, it's supposed to be structured and, and there's certain ways. It's not, it's whatever you are trying to have a conversation with yourself that day that isn't in your head. So the same questions you're asking yourself every day in your head are the questions you should be putting on paper so you can write them down and visually see the answers. Does that make sense? Yep. <laughs> Makes complete. Right? Is it kind of, Addison, does it kind of scare you to think about going down that path and finding like this really raw spot? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have raw spots, bro. There's a, there's a, there's a big ball of love inside that body right there. I know it. <laughs> We're going to bring it out. We're going to get out of you on this podcast. No, but seriously, I mean, I think, you know, you go seeking something, you better be prepared for what you find. I'll, you know? And being able to, to, you know, being brave enough to, to face that. I mean, because we really live in a world where you suppress, right? I mean, it, there's a lot about being selfish in this world, you know, but I, I don't really think people are selfish in this world for the most part. I think they're, um, they got big egos, right? And we're always supposed to show this certain face. I mean, you look, you see what, you know, pretty much what you see on social media, right? It's always the good. It's always the best, right? For the most part. But, um, our world's really kind of built around kind of suppressing, you know, how you feel about stuff. You know, you should always save face in front of others. Right. So um, it's kind of interesting to me. I mean, it's almost kind of to think to go down that path, Danielle, and then, you know, what you might find down there and what you might expose to yourself and really, God, I mean, you might come out a completely different person. Yeah. Shocks. Hey. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> but the really, you might just change your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. um, but you know, onto that, like you're saying, like people are ego. So let's look at this a different way. 
when we talk about ego, we, we talk about it being a physical construct, which isn't the essence of who you are. When you talk about how everyone is actually quite you know, selfless and, and wants to be about everybody else, that's the truest essence of who we are. That's our conscious self. When people are like, they're, you know, people have big egos, ego is fake. Ego has been constructed by society to tell us how we're supposed to act, feel, and be, which isn't who we are. It's not our true essence. It's a fake facade within our mindsets. And then there's this conscious mindset that we have, which is the love and the selfless and caring and not caring what people think about us. But we're not taught to live from that mindset. Right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're blowing my mind right now. Like, <laughs> Yay! When you some of this stuff, God, just y'all hear me go quiet. I mean, you know, I take a minute to process anyways, but I mean, really, I, this, this shit's deep. Like, I'm yeah. really thinking on it, especially since I started off about that moment several years ago. I mean, that was big, you yeah. know? So, um, man, that's, I just don't ever think about it this way, you know? Yeah, but also to what you're saying, you know, it was like, art does it make you scary to go into those those dark places? That's a perception that you have that it's going to be scary. It's not scary. It's the most liberating feeling, light feeling in the world because it's the most healing experience we can offer ourselves. But our perception is like, oh, that healing work is scary. No, it's the most freeing and liberating experience we can offer ourselves. Why have we created a stigma and perception around it that it's so scary? Well, I will tell you though, the emotion side of it, and I don't mean just like upset, right? If, if something, one thing I've really come to embrace is if something makes me nervous or something makes me scared, right? Like I'm making a business move and I, I got some fear, man. My heart's kind of pounding. I'm anxious. Like I like to recognize that now. I think it's good. I mean, it's natural, right? I mean, it's, it's part of who we are. It's, it's cues. So like I look for things I don't, you know, it's not just adrenaline junkie or something, but I'm looking for those cues in the embracement and go, okay, why do I feel this way? It's all good. Rationalize whatever the case may be and work through it. Oh, I'm pissed off right now. Why am I so pissed off? Somebody just tell me the truth and I don't like it. So it pissed me off. Yeah, it's probably it half the time, right? So, you know, all those different emotions, man, I'm just super fucking happy today. Like over the top happy. Nobody can fuck my day up. Why am I so happy today? Oh, because of this and this. And I'm focused on how grateful I am. So I'm okay, great. Soak that shit in. Let's be really grateful today. Then. I mean, it's there. So I'm getting much, much better at that. And I think that's just come with some age and uh, feel like I've wasted time, you know, not focusing on those moments and whatever that emotion is at that moment. Yeah, you've been programmed to believe that you should run from those emotions rather than identify them as being a growth opportunity. That's a good point. I, we had uh, had some friends in town the other month, and we were talking about something, and they immediately went to the Enneagram numbers. They were like, oh, we think you're this. And I was like, I got, I got the book. I read the book. I did the test. I know my results, but I got to go look them up. And we started talking about stuff. It was amazing to me. I, I, I realized really quick, I was like, damn, Tim knows himself so much better than I know myself. And I'm out here selling to people and everything else. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm out here trying to network and all these things. And I don't even really know some of the foundations. Everybody may not agree with Enneagram. I think it's a good tool. Um, I was like, I don't even really, not only do I not know what all numbers there are, I don't even know which one I truly am off the top of my head and how I kind of tick. 
it would probably help me tremendously to start doing some studying. You know, it's, it's crazy to me. It hit me at that moment, like how little I knew about myself, you know, just some very simple things, just a 10,000 foot flyover, things I did not know about myself that I probably should know when I'm in a good spot, when I'm in a bad spot, how I correct it. That shit's powerful. I mean, it's a tool, you know, it's, it's, everybody knows how to post on fucking Instagram right now and do all these extra things. Right. But you don't even know kind of how your personality works. It, it's unreal. It's a flaw in the education system that they don't teach us the value of understanding oneself, right? Yeah. Now you spend a lot more time in that, right? I mean, what's your thoughts on the Enneagram? Again, it's a tool. My, my problem is that sometimes people attach to it too much. And so like, that's the rules of their life. This is like, someone said, this is how you are. This is how you operate. So this is exactly how you are and you operate. It doesn't offer you, that's really you know, funny. some growth outside of that. So you can't necessarily attach a hundred percent to it. But when you look at it from that perspective, you do understand how you operate as a, as a human level, right? Mm-hmm. More so, but it, it more so offers you the ability to see what your soul is like right? Because there's a human aspect to us. And then there's the soul aspect to us, which is that's kind of what that shows you. And that's something that not a lot of people are aware of. And when you can bring awareness to that, you do start to see like how you do operate your life and where you should be putting more focus in because that is how you are naturally wired, right? So it does benefit people. A hundred percent. I think that it's, a, again, though, it's a tool. It's yeah. a tool. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. No, I, I mean, you could easily say, well, that's just well, I'm a number three, so that's just the way I do stuff. Well, yeah. fuck that. You know, come on, man. You can always work to shed a little bit, polish a little bit, be a little better. So at least that's what I tell Addison all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just do the best that I can most of the time. Yeah. But I'm just trying to be like you, James. That's only a But you know, you know, Addison for you too though is like you can probably attest to the shift in your life that you've had because you're genuinely coming from intention every day of like, you know what, I'm going to be the best damn human I have in this 24 hour time period. Yeah. I I can definitely say that, um, over, over the past year, um, a lot of, a lot of things have changed just for me as up here in in, in my head, uh, and, and, you know, physically, and you can even say spiritually, solely, uh, whatever. But my inside my head, it's a lot of things. A lot of things have have become very good. And then there's also the side of me that I have a very large like comparison um, thing. I don't know what it is. It's like when I see that you know someone is waking up at you know, 5 a.m. in the morning, I personally feel like now I have to be up at 4.55 so that I can beat that person up. Or if I, it's just it's these little things that I started realizing, like I was, I was doing things because I thought that's how they needed to be done. And I was trying to put myself in, in someone else's box and not my box. And when I, I believe like when you first came on, I wasn't, I wasn't even there yet. It it took me a whole year to go through someone else's boxes. And now I'm starting to realize like, it's great to take things out of their boxes and put them in mine, but not all of these things apply to me. So me going to bed at 1230 and waking up at 455 for, you know, probably four or five months, it just, it wasn't making sense. My 
brain hurt. I, I wasn't, J- James and I even had a conversation probably about a month ago on the podcast where I was just kind of like, dude, I don't really know what's going on, but I don't feel like I was telling easiest way to explain this is, you know, I, I always feel like there's like a dark passenger in my head. Right. So there's always that one thing like, Oh, you don't need to wake up right now. That's okay. But instead of, instead of tuning that out, it was probably actually my body actually saying, Hey dude, we need some sleep. And I was turning it into something negative to where I was like, okay, well I'm going to ignore that. And we're waking up at 455 because that's what we do. We have to go to the gym and then we have to go do these things and we have to get ready and we go through the day. And it took me to realize that aspect of it, that not everything everybody else does applies to me. I don't have to go to the gym in the morning because I go at the end of the day. And it's like, why am I doing two days? I don't know. It's just because I have to. It, so a lot of that growth over the past year has helped me realize a few things. And now it's like, what part of this actually applies to me? And that's where I'm having the trouble. It's like, so do I journal now? I definitely read now. I enjoy reading, which is, that's weird um, for me. <laughs> it's weird for me. Um, there's just a lot of things that have actually grown. And a lot of the things that I'm realizing, like, dude, that's okay if you're not 100% 24-7. And that kind of broke me, honestly, that kind of broke my, my mental my mental game for a little bit there, but it sounds like to me, you were like, you were in the car driving on the road on the trip, but you had no fucking clue what the destination was going to be. Yeah. One day you hit and you're like, where the fuck am I at? You know? I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And I mean, we had a full podcast on like the whole dark passenger thing. And it took me real, like listening to that. And I was like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with me right now? Like, I'm not thinking straight. I'm over here, like, telling my body that, oh, dude, we're going to the gym twice a day. We're, we're waking up at 4.55. We are eating what we need to be eating, which is, which is eating what you need to be eating is good. But it was just like I'm taking things to a whole different level to where I'm trying to mold my life to somebody else, and that's not, that's not the game. That's not Let's just game. be real. That's everybody, though. That's everyone who's living like everyone, but that's where the, you're talking about this dark passenger. That's the ego mind. That is the ego mind. The ego mind is the dark passenger that's conformed through outside influences that makes you believe that you should live your life this way in this box with this person, your parents projected their ideas and truths onto you. You said that this is how I need to live. It's the ego mind. And the biggest thing that you said in that conversation was my spiritual growth. And whatever people want to say about spiritual, the bottom line is you're having a human experience as a soul. And what you experience is an awakening of yourself in the sense of, again, you're, you're recognizing this dark voice in your head is your ego mind. And it's telling you to live a certain way, which isn't who you are and what you're here to do. And you're realizing that there's a different way. And I'm just trying to conform to someone else's box. That other voice is that spiritual aspect. That's your conscious self that is awakening that you're listening to. And every one of us is experiencing this right now. And everyone's very afraid of it because they have this dark, they're questioning, like, why am I in this box? I don't want to be in 
Let me take all the best out of all the boxes and make my own box. And you become happier and you feel better, but people think they're crazy because they're like, what's going on right now? And it's literally something that's happening right now is people are awakening to the fact that they've been put in a box through like being projected onto beliefs and ideas and it doesn't serve them because it's not in into alignment with them, which is exactly what you just talked about. Yep. And the, I, I kind of just want to take like a, a quick snippet of, of basically that is I would wake up at four fifty five and feel like I would just wake up, get out of bed and go. And then if I slept in any longer, I would absolutely feel like shit as a person. Mm-hmm. And I like, I would literally like think about it all day. I'm like, dude, I slept in this morning. Who the fuck sleeps in? This is not you. This is not you. Know, and I started realizing like I woke this morning, I woke up at six fifty, and I was like, dude, it's all good. I'm going to get a cup of coffee. I'm going to, I'm going to get my shit done. that I need to get done before, you know, before the podcast and all that stuff. But I didn't feel like shit up here yeah. in my head yeah. because it, you, that that thought that you were talking about in the morning is lives in the ego and the ego is designed to keep you in this place of fear and scarcity and hate like that's actually how the ego mind is designed it's a very archaic mindset we have as, as humans and that's exactly what happens it says you decide you want to get up early in the morning you didn't execute on it you suck you're a terrible human you're the worst person out there and until you bring awareness to those thought patterns you keep living in those patterns, right? Again, everything is nothing more than a pattern. And it's just that dark person, that dark voice is like, you suck because that is how it's designed. And for most of us, we live our lives out of the ego mind, which is why we're always beating ourselves down for everything that we can't accomplish, right? Right. Yeah. 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 It's deep stuff, man. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's not give it all. I'm going to challenge Danielle right here on the spot to come back in a couple of months because we give it all to them danielle they're not going to take any of it and do shit with it. i know i know so stay away from tractor trailers with the <laughs> cemetery vaults on them okay and i'll go ahead and tell you if you don't think you're gonna die one day there, there's a, at least one dude because he's been in my parking lot here in my office that drives with a fucking tractor trailer full of them so that means they're ma- they're making enough of them for plenty of people so you're gonna fucking die one day all right. Um, but look, let's challenge them. What, what, what should we challenge folks to take away from this podcast, Danielle? And then I would love to have you on again. Addison and I just eat this shit up. So, <laughs> um, plus, I don't want too much because I got so many notes going here. Like, I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to DM you and be like, I don't know what you did to me, but you got to fix me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, here's the thing about it. You know, I'll say to that is send me a DM because people are so afraid to send DMs because they think there's a cost associated or something. I give free advice all the time to people who are willing to send that message to be like, yo, I listened to something. I'm like, have questions. Could you answer them for me? I'm happy to do that because you know, like that's the kind of person I am and that's the kind of person most people are. But, um, you know, what I am going to challenge people on and actually Addison hit the nail on the head on it is, you know, where do I go from here? I'm, you know, I'm doing the reading and I didn't do that, but like, obviously I need to be journaling. Like how, how do I, how do I go from here? Find someone, me, the mindset mentor, find someone who is teaching you about this stuff and focus in on their stuff for a 90 day period. Get very intentful about listening to all of the content they put out and execute on everything that they're teaching you. 
and watch what happens in that 90 day time period. And again, back to that one thing of like, focus on the one thing you're doing, get intentful about it. Like, okay, I'm recognizing that I want to take my life to this, this next place. I, I'm listening to this girl on this podcast and I like what she's about. I have so much content out there that is teaching you how to implement these strategies that allow you to have more power for yourself in your life but you have to put in the work and you have to put in the time. And so I challenge people to do it for 90 days. And something I said today to my audience was if all you did was book off 45 minutes every week in your calendar to listen to my content every week, just 45 minutes, one out of the seven days in 90 days, your whole entire life would be different. But when you can't find the 45 minutes consistently every week, you're never going to get to where you want to go to. That's good. Putting in the work. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I I don't know if this I've taken I'm taking away from here. It's this this podcast is about growth. Stop thinking about your accomplishments. Think about your growth. You know, that's yeah. don't mix them up. This is accomplishments come from growth. Yeah, but like stop thinking about that trope. Think about your growth. How you become a better individual. Not for everybody else. Yeah. Forget about everybody else. Right. For you, though. So. This is awesome. Uh, Danielle, where can everybody find you out? Yeah, everybody can find me on uh, the Mind Vibe podcast, as well as on Facebook, uh, Danielle Grant, your mindset mentor, or on Instagram at I am Danielle Grant. Um, I'm honestly everywhere. I'm on YouTube, LinkedIn, everywhere. But basically, if you type in your mindset mentor, you're going to find this girl. Hey, and that's no BS. She is everywhere. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's tearing it up. You really got to check out her content. It is good stuff. I mean, it's, I mean, you're, it's great. So, so good having you on, uh, Addison. I'll, I didn't know if you got anything to add. Um, all great content. Um, I do appreciate you coming on again. Thank and you for having it me. Sounds like we're gonna have you on again. <laughs> you gotta be on again. We gotta give you one more time. Let everybody soak it up. Let Addison grow some. Okay. Yeah. And then come back and, and teach us some more. Hey, you know what? I would love to finish off this podcast though, is that, you know, into the fact that you say I put out content, you guys do show up consistently engaging with my content and both of you have grown in your own respects. And, and it's partly due, like you said, you're, you're retaining outside content and you're taking action on it. You know, Addison, you're, you're, you've transformed so much in, in one year. And, and I like to acknowledge that because you guys really did. Like we met, you, you connected and you listen and read the content and your lives are shifting because of it. So it, you're just walking ex- examples of, you know, what we're talking about today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Danielle, appreciate that so much. I'm going to leave a, I'm going to leave a pro tip here. Y'all ready for the pro tip? Woo-hoo. All right. I stole this fair and square for somebody else. It was such, it made, it was great. So I took it and I applied it. All right. So I'm not just saying it. I applied it. I really cut back. So I was talking about Instagram. I can't remember the lady's name, but she was a, she was just on a podcast I was listening to. And they said something about, they're talking about followers and they were, kind of bragging about how many followers they had and who they follow. And she said, if they don't serve me, I don't follow them. So, you know, I, I haven't done a lot with Instagram, but I, I changed my Instagram. If somebody's posting about all the stupid shit in their life, I get them off my Instagram. When I look at that feed, man, it's business related stuff because that's what I eat up. It's mindset stuff. Cause that's what I eat up. When I scroll through that, if it's not one of my friends or, you know, Addison out there trying to take a shirtless pick. It's not something like that. I want it to be for my betterment, right? I want to look and go, oh, wow, Danielle's giving me something great today. Andy Frisella is giving me something great today. 
Bradley's giving me something great today. There's a quote, man. I need that quote. I need to soak that quote up. I need to write it on my fucking board in here. Like, I need to take all that in. Do that. Daniel Grant is a great one to have on that, on your, on your IG. I mean, like, for whatever, whatever you use. But it's a great one to fill in there. Put good stuff, man. If it's bullshit, get it, get it going. You know how many hours you spend a week looking at social media? Why would it not be the content you wanted? If it's fucking food or cat videos, then make all the stuff you follow about food or cat videos. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, serve yourself with it. It's yours. You can personalize it. So, anyways, that's our pro tip. Danielle, thank you again. Thank you. You're amazing as ever. And with that, Grinders out.